The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by PPG, the official paint of the Pittsburgh Penguins. We are officially back. The 2019-2020 Pittsburgh Penguins hockey season is here, and with that comes a brand new season of the Scoop Podcast with a brand new sponsor, our friends at PPG hopping on board to lend their name to the Scoop Podcast. We thank them for being along for the ride this year. We also thank you for tuning in and making us a part of your podcast listens. I am Josh Getzoff, and it was a busy Off-season for Jim Rutherford. Phil Kessel's gone. Ole Matta's gone. Matt Cullen retired. And in those trades with Kessel and Matta, Penguins picked up some new faces. Guys like Dominic Cahoon, Brandon Tanev, and Alex Galchenyuk, who sat down for the first episode of the Scoop podcast this season with myself, Sam Kassan, and Michelle Crecciolo. We talked with him about acclimating to Pittsburgh, getting ready to begin his first year as a Penguin, and even maybe some Russian tidbits as far as his relationship with Evgeny Malkin and growing up and playing his hockey career in many different locations en route to now finally arriving in the Steel City. So without further ado, here's Sam Kassan, Michelle Crecciolo, and my conversation with Alex Galchenyuk in the first episode this season of the Scoop Podcast presented by PPG. And with a brand new season, some new faces in the fold for the Penguins getting set for the new year. One of them joining us right now. We have Alex Galchenyuk joining us in the Scoop Podcast. Thanks for being here, Alex. Appreciate having you. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. So uh, back where it all began. We were talking about this, uh, Sam, Michelle, and I, before this podcast got started. As far as you're concerned, uh, being drafted in Pittsburgh back in 2012, now coming back here. Just kind of, I guess, take us through this summer that was for you, getting traded from Arizona to the Penguins and now finding your way through the Penguin lineup and getting ready for opening night. Yeah, um, things move really quick, uh, especially in this league. You know, at uh, one point you're you're training and uh, you're talking to your agent, uh, getting ready for a season for which with one team, and then uh, a couple of days later you're you're on Pittsburgh, and uh, you know obviously uh, your first reaction you never want to get traded as a player, but then when you do, you kind of hope you uh, you end up on a on a team like this. So definitely a lot of excitement from that point, and then. Uh, uh, fast forward a couple of months, and uh, here getting ready for a season. How you feel about the city? You getting you getting around, getting to see some things, getting feeling more and more like a Pittsburgher. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Um, I getting adjusted pretty well, and uh, you know, since I got drafted here, it was always special for me to you know come down and uh, and play here because always the memories of the of the draft, and uh, but it was definitely never. You know, as excitement or as, uh, you know, fired up for the season when you know you're going to play for Pittsburgh Penguins. And then once the, the trade happened, Alex, I mean, what was, who reached out to you um, right away once you found out? Um, Sid, Sid texted me, um, and obviously a lot of, you know, staff, you know, the coaching staff, uh, uh, Jim, general manager, and then, uh, you know, Ganj reached out too, so it was uh Couple numbers also reached out, but uh, there's so many, <laughs> so many random, uh, so many random phone numbers that you don't know what to answer, what not to answer. So, it was, uh, but a couple guys reached out, which was which was great. And how is it, Alex? Especially since um, you know Russian is your first language and that's your background, which we'll get into uh, later on. But to have Sergey Gonchar and have Evgeny Malkin here, I mean, just just how cool is that for you to have? Uh, people that you can you know converse with in your in your native tongue and and just you know have have that situation. Yeah, it's always nice to you know um, talk coming here and talking Russian. You know, it's a little bit of you know different jokes, different 
almost as you call slang here and there. <laughs> Some things you can't translate and vice versa. So it's uh, it's always nice to, you know, sit out there and talk with the guys and uh, especially, you know, sitting with Gino in the locker room. I mean, some guys get tired of us already talking about <laughs> us. But, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, we can't help it. I feel like that's kind of an underrated aspect with in-game when you know another language that other guys yeah. don't. I think I remember it was last year, obviously you weren't here yet, but Evgeny Kuznetsov and Evgeny Malkin got into it on the ice and they said something that no one else really understood, but yeah. they were clearly pretty fired up with one another, so I'm assuming that was some Russian slang going back and <laughs> yeah. forth, but it's got to be an advantage sometime when you guys have no idea what you're saying. Yeah, for sure, and it's like, obviously you want us you know, on the ice, especially, you know, there's just only you always that speaks Russian <laughs> you want to keep it uh, you know as English as possible when things are moving so quick out there on the ice and uh, and the emotions you always get the thought of your first language and uh, <laughs> I even remember when I was you know playing Montreal me and Radulov was uh, there was like a clip of us just going at each other <laughs> and uh, everybody thought we were just talking about the game but we we're just swearing at each other <laughs> they put that on TV and I'm like I'm like if this aired in Russia it would have been you know the best video of the week <laughs> but it didn't so I'm sure something like that will happen this season also <laughs> so yeah. does your uh, your line mate then have to learn a little Russian, help him out a little bit? Or, I mean, I'll be a translator. I could be the go-between. It's one of the other, yeah. I don't know if they ever had that before. That could be a nice yeah. little wrinkle with the yeah. line. Yeah, and, um, Alex, you actually, you skated with Gino in Miami, right? And so what has it been like kind of getting to know him, um, not even just here, but, but there as well? Yeah, I feel like um, the second uh, uh, I got traded, and because I speak Russian, people thought, you know, we... We were best friends, yeah. and we knew each other for so many years, but uh, I've actually never never met Gino um, to the day in Miami, you know, I was just skating, and then uh, him and, uh, you know, the best uh, skating coach came down later, and introduced uh, herself and met, and we're like, okay, let's get on the ice at the same time tomorrow, I mean, why skate separately, and then uh, came and had a great practice, and, uh, you know, that was it. Did you guys fly here together from Miami? No, he flew, he wanted, he proposed to fly uh, together, it's literally the second thing he said to me is like you want to just go fly tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like i'm not ready i haven't even packed yet because of the big storm coming oh right yeah so he went the way where he lives he lives like on an island there so the whole island was shut down <laughs> so he had to get out of town but uh, him out. yeah yeah <laughs> i was I'm, i live in a little bit different scenario out there and um stayed for extra four or five days so came back here yeah i was gonna say where do you how do you spend your summers your off seasons uh, it's mainly in uh, you know Florida. Um, it's uh, let's say in in the middle of uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale and uh, South Beach. So it's 20 minutes from that way and 20 minutes from uh, Fort Lauderdale. It's uh, it's in Sanyals. It's a pretty Russian area, and uh, I spend most of my time there. I spend what like 12 weeks out of the whole summer there. Then uh, travel, went to train in Italy a little bit, and then. Uh, visit the roads back in Belarus. So can you tell us the story behind skating in Italy and just, um, is it the rink that your dad used to play in from what we understand? Yeah, so my dad uh, played a couple of years in Italy and that's where I've uh, you know picked up uh, Italian language. A lot of people ask me how many languages and why do I speak Italian, but uh, <laughs> that's the reason my dad played, uh, played there. And uh, they actually, it's like a smaller town in the mountains and uh, you know, they, they won the first championship back in 2000, which which was really huge for that city there. And uh, always try to come down there every summer now. And then, uh, you know, my dad and we as a family, we're doing, a, you know, kids camp f 
for uh, two straight summers there, and uh, you'd be surprised how many kids actually like hockey in that town. And uh, definitely, it was more special coming in there during the camp and doing it, uh, you know, playing for Pittsburgh because you signed so many T-shirts and jerseys with the logo you'd be playing for, which was nice. But uh, yeah, that's so. cool. That's incredible. Imagine yeah. if you're one of those kids who has a Penguins, you know, apparel, piece right, of apparel yeah. signed by Alex Galchenyuk, who then yeah. gets traded exactly. <laughs> to them. Yeah. yeah, they had the jump on everybody timing. else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because I usually get traded. Well, usually. <laughs> usually get traded. <laughs> last two times, I hope it's days like that. Yeah, last two times I got traded was literally uh, a couple of weeks before that camp. Because it was uh, right. before the draft. Wow. So the camp was, you know, the video, the poster was in one jersey, and then boom, I just get traded. <laughs> it was literally almost identical scenario this time around. But uh, not a lot of people were definitely excited. On them. Hopefully we can keep you in the same jersey for a couple of years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. They, so you say you speak Italian, obviously Russian, English. Did I see a little bit of French, too, in there? No, um, no actually. Okay. Uh, Wikipedia was wrong, though. No, I, the internet's always it. right, Josh. Yeah. Never forget I that. I used to speak fluently French when I was uh, seven to seven to oh, nine. Oh, okay. Because uh, my dad played in Switzerland, so right, right. explained they were uh, speaking French, and uh, I didn't knew back then I was going to play for Montreal, <laughs> so I didn't. Uh, I didn't keep it active. Fair enough. Well, was your dad the one that influenced you to get into hockey? Obviously, growing up with a professional hockey player that's a father, obviously they have to have a big influence on you. I don't think I had a choice, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but no, I obviously loved the game and uh, turned out to be pretty good at it. But uh, I uh, I don't remember first time going on the ice. I was one year and eight months. so oh, wow. remember, That's really good. Yeah, yeah, 20 months. So I don't remember my first time skating and unfortunate. I know, I don't have to put that. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the videos of me skating on the, those uh, old video cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when we were living in Moscow, our apartment got robbed. So oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man, that's it's not hard. like it's iCloud now, right? Back then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, that's too bad. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Uh, I never I understand. It, yeah. If I was a robber, I feel like I would just take the camera and leave the tape. Like, yeah. come on. Like, yeah, just... why do you care about that? Like, yeah. What is the tape? Yeah. <laughs> right. right. What does that mean to you? Like, right. It's like the Malini like, where they come and steal the yeah. pictures of the. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> something you can't replace. Yeah. Like Malabak or something. Like anyway, yeah. Yeah. you know the address you've been there. Yeah, 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 you got the address. So, you yeah. shattered the window in the corner over there. You might as well drop it back in. Seriously, <laughs> oh, that's so messed up. Well, okay. you have an interesting background. Though. You were born in Milwaukee, but then moved when you were three years old. I mean, do you remember much about that time, or is it just so far gone in your memory? Well, as a kid, you're, it's it seemed so so totally normal. Okay, your parents going, you know, this country, this city, and. That's playing hockey, so he's playing for one team, another team. But then you slowly, you know, growing up, and you're like, wow, we moved quite a bit, like from one city to another city to country. I was going to say, not even city, country to country to exactly. country, Belarus, right. Russia. Yeah, it's one of my hardest, you know, questions to answer is, uh, can you explain your background? <laughs> I know it seemed like an easy question, mm-hmm. but I was born in Milwaukee, went to live in Germany, Switzerland, Italy, then 10 years in Moscow, then played in minor midget in Chicago and then in Canada and then I think it gets easier. <laughs> <laughs> so would you always move with your dad whenever he was uh, going to a, a different uh, country to play hockey? Yeah. Uh, you know, he spent a lot of time in uh, Europe. So, I mean, which is nice. You know, you, you look back and you're like, as a kid, you you lived in, <laughs> in Europe, which is you know, <laughs> so many nice places and I uh, experienced so many different cultures and, uh, you know, 
great food which sticks to me now <laughs> to this day, so. um, Italian food, huh? Italian food, yeah. I can't, it's hard to beat that. <laughs> it is hard to beat that, yeah. I agree. Italian food's in its yeah. own class. Yeah. yeah. So what was it like when you getting acclimated to different parts of the country whenever you would move? Um, I guess for me it was, you know, right now you say that it's tough. You know, you, uh, you have friends, you move schools, high schools and all that. And it's so tough. But for me it was, you know, hockey was uh, like the best friend. You know, you move to one country, one city, but you still play the same game. Rules are the same. So, and then you get there, you get you know, new friendship with the teammates. Then you move to another city and it's like, it's like a routine. So, um, hockey always kept me uh, happy <laughs> with it's the great. move. It's crazy when you think about the languages too. Like you're yeah. able to pick up as a seven year old, picking up trying to French and then, yeah. you know, nine year old trying to pick up Italian, like all, all these different, you know, yeah. for you, you said it was just normal. You just thought that was part of life. But now looking back, do you see that as a huge benefit? I mean, most most Americans are you know unilingual. They don't speak multiple languages. But you've got yeah. three, sort of four under your belt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Almost. Yeah, it's uh, adding so many different cultures to you. I think it's uh, definitely uh, you know beneficial and uh, helps me get around. Uh, what if you go traveling now or you know? I mean, it's always nice like to have a different background. Just background. Yeah. Well, especially, I feel like who you played for too. I mean, Montreal. I mean, obviously, is a French-speaking city, but also you you kind of get that extreme Canadian French flavor there. Here in Pittsburgh, our locker room's kind of a smorgasbord of Europe. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, all across the the continent, it's it's covered. So that's got to be easy for you too. Not in the sense of necessarily knowing all the languages, but being familiar, having been to so many places, kind of knowing where these people came from. That has to be kind of an advantage. Yeah, exactly. Because you know from different countries and you know on the team there's so many different cultures and everything everyone brings uh, you know their own persona and what comes with it and uh, you can uh, live in so many different areas you can kind of you know start a conversation easier <laughs> and uh, have uh, you know a couple of subjects to talk about outside of hockey I was gonna say too you've got all these different backgrounds from all these different countries why do you represent the U.S.? Because you do international play, you represent the United States. You know, is that kind of how you identify, or why did you choose to maybe jump onto USA hockey as, as far as maybe even you could obviously done Russian or Belarus or all these different areas you clearly could have went with? Why did you choose the United States? I don't know. It's um, since I was really, uh, you know, growing up younger, my parents, uh, you know, they had to w visit the United States once once a year because. Uh, before they just had green cards um but uh and every time we would land back you know my family would always say you know son welcome home because i was born <laughs> and i was the only one with the passport so i was always welcome home, welcome home. so you walked right in and they all yeah, did their, uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly exactly i was always uh you know the easiest now everybody's on, on board but uh at first it was different but uh you know i don't know it just always seemed like home and uh Never really got to in, uh, invited to play for any uh, tournaments growing up for Russia national team. So I was just, you know, waiting for a call from anyone. And uh, <laughs> then I was keep growing, keep growing and uh, getting better and better. And uh, I still remember that I never got a call from Russia. So <laughs> when it was time to decide which country to play for, I'm like, you know, the U.S. was the first one to call. So let's, uh, let's go for it. And uh you know, lucky enough, I won uh, World, World Juniors in the, for U.S. in Russia, which yeah. was an experience. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, what was that like? 
A lot of interviews. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of interviews. Yeah, uh, multilingual it, body it, it was two languages. Challenged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> non stop. It was non stop, but it was uh, it was cooler that we won, of course. So it was a little sweet, extra, considering that Russia didn't call you, and then you went back there with the United States. By the way, we're happy to have you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say they're welcome. Lost. But, yeah. but even more sweet to be able to go back and and kind of go against the team that overlooked you a little bit. Yeah, it's always uh, you know adds a little fire. Or motivation, whatever you call it, but uh, you know we had a really good team, and it was uh, you know it was definitely a fun tournament to play. So you came back over um, to the states when you were 15, right? Yeah. So what was that like um, after moving around so much to now be in North America um, for for an extended amount of time? And, and did it feel like an adjustment at all, or did it feel like you were coming home, like you said? I don't know. I always uh, I always wanted to spend as much time as I, you know, growing up as a kid. You, we spent so much time in Florida, and it was like the best times of the <laughs> of the year. Uh, and I actually haven't been in Moscow, I think, in six, seven years. Really? Yeah. So it's been a been in Belarus, Minsk, almost every summer. But mm. actually, in Russia, I haven't been in a, in a while. And they, you know, said a lot of people. A lot of people said things change, but uh, it's nice to kind of sell it here and. Uh, you know, I always like North America, and uh, I'm not gonna say what's better. Or what's yeah, worse or any of that. <laughs> we won't ask. Everything you. is yeah. different. Everything is different, and uh, right. uh, you know, like everything, good with the good and bad with the bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and how close did you become with your family during that time, Alex? You said hockey was your best friend. I mean, I have to assume your family was too, just moving around together so much. Yeah, uh, you know, my family is uh, a tremendous amount of support. And uh, whatever is you know up and down, and uh, obviously with the moves, and uh, you know when my dad f first was playing, where was moving, and then uh, you know me getting traded, and uh, the moves, and there's you just feel so much support. I think not just me, I think everybody. You know, you look at players, and uh, support is so huge, and I mean in yeah. the league or whatever you do. So, and uh, you know I'm lucky enough; it comes uh, heavy from the family. So. And then you went to Sarnia, and your dad was coaching you. What was yeah, that experience like? Yeah, it was uh, it was cool. Uh, he started, you know, as a skilled coach. He was basically doing the same drills that he's done with me uh, my whole life. Just uh, added a whole hockey team, <laughs> and then uh, the team was like decided, uh, you know, like the drills you're doing, we like how you are with the with the team. And then the coach got fired, so we moved up coaches. So they're like, go, um, you know, work assistant, which was, you know, was unique and different, but. Yeah. Uh, it was cool to look back and say, we know we did it. Was he harder on you than the other guys? Or, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, always. Had <laughs> <laughs> to set the tone, right? Yeah, well, he was a coach. Uh, he was a head coach when I was playing in Russia. It was like 12, 13, 14. So uh, remember I called him dad. <laughs> dad once, and uh, I think I haven't called him dad. <laughs> Just for like a couple of years until like I'm in the NHL, and I was like, I went back to dad. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. So you called him coach the entire time. Yeah. Thanksgiving, everything, just him around. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What was that draft going into the draft like? I mean, I know you got injured the year before, but you were obviously a, a blue chip prospect, expected to go top five at least. Was was it nerve wracking heading in? Were you you worried, concerned where you would go, or just more about excitement because you know eventually you're going to get drafted by an NHL team? It was definitely weird. Uh, I think mentally it helped me that I played last two regular season games and then. Uh, six games in the playoffs that draft here, but uh, um, you know, obviously now you'd be in the NHL and you'll look back and you'll be like, oh, it didn't matter. But <laughs> when you're a, 
at that stage in your draft year, you look at the rankings and it's like up and down, jumping from three to 15 to back to five, but you're not doing anything about it. You're just <laughs> yeah, you're you're sitting, around. sitting there rehabbing and <laughs> yeah. playing Call of Duty. And, <laughs> and you can't do anything about it, which was hard. And then you, know, you have meetings with the teams and I remember the combine. And I just remembering I was talking about my game so much, which in a normal scenario I would have, you know, played a season and would the game speak for myself. But I would just had to sit out there and just basically explain what kind of player I am, which oh, I know yeah. myself in a better word. I would have just been, you know, more, you know, you've seen it. You've, <laughs> yeah, you know. right. So you come in and draft, you don't really, um, I didn't really know where I was going. But, uh, uh, you know, I got lucky, picked pretty high, didn't have to wait that long. What was that whole week like? I mean, you were in Pittsburgh, obviously getting your first taste of the city. I know you yeah. did a bunch of things, rode the Gateway Clipper, went up the Mount Washington. Uh, I know yeah. when we spoke earlier, you talked about playing hockey on the bridge. Yeah. But what was that whole week like and the experiences you got in the city? It was great. Um, even back then, I, I knew uh, what kind of sp- great sports city Pittsburgh is. And uh, there's so many um, nice, cool like, events like you just mentioned, the you know, the hockey on the bridge, that was something I've never done, and it was so cool, you know, how uh, these days it's such a, it's just half a day, and you can turn anything into a hockey rink, or, <laughs> or just put two nets anywhere, whatever is possible, and that was something really cool, and uh, because the arena was brand new, you know, walking in, you're like, oh, wow, this is the NHL, it's completely brand new, but then you realize <laughs> yeah. that uh, it's not everywhere like that, but uh, uh, that's why it made, you know, coming back to Pittsburgh as a penguin, you know, so much special because you saw, like, the environment, how everything and professionally done and nicely done this year. Yeah, how surreal was it? Like, you, so you played hockey in the Roberto Clemente Bridge, and then yeah. when you came here for your tour, yeah. you walked back over, I think, that same bridge to go to dinner. I mean, what yeah. was the emotion like for you um, yeah, in that was, moment? And actually dinner at the same spot that happened <laughs> <laughs> um, seven years ago. Um, same meal? No, different. <laughs> bigger meal this time. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It just brings so much, brings so much memories, and it's at the same time, it's not that hard of a memory. You, it's always in the back of your head. Like you got drafted. Like I don't think a lot of people, as you asked, that would forget that day. But uh, it just makes everything so much more uh, unique and special. How excited were you when you heard your name called then by uh, Montreal, obviously? That I didn't, was the dream come true. Yeah, I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't hear my, even my name. <laughs> really? Heard, well, because um, me and my junior t- teammate, uh, Neil Jakobo, who went first, uh, were the only guys that knew we were going to go uh, that high. So his name got called from Sarnia Stang. So the second I heard from Sarnia Stang, I knew it was... I knew it was me. It was just so exciting. And you didn't even hear your uh, <laughs> first and last name, but uh, it's crazy. It was a lot of, I mean, excitement and emotions. And, uh, yeah, it feels a while ago. It is. I mean, when you think about that draft class, too, I know everyone likes to always compare draft classes. Yeah. You got, I mean, obviously you mentioned Yale going number one, but Matt Dumbo was in that first round, Tom Wilson, Tomas Hurdle, Jacob Truba. Yeah. You've played more NHL games than anyone that was picked in the first round of that draft, 490. Do you do you know that? And I mean, does he take kind of pride in that? Um, I mean, not planning on stopping. Yeah, right. <laughs> Only adding. They're right? not going to catch exactly. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, those are those are some good players, right but there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think I um, I saw that I think a tweet or something about that. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely feels good. I mean, I'm not going to say that it doesn't, it doesn't feel. <laughs> 
feel nice. Kind of proved I, the pick right in exactly, a way, right? Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, got to keep going. What was it like playing in that first NHL game? I know it was the, during the lockout season uh, and you got the late call up, but it was like stepping on the ice for the first time. Uh, I remember I was so nervous during, even though it was such a short uh, training camp. I mean, I had a. I had a nice, nice way to. I was gonna say, was like no. <laughs> welcome yeah. to the to the yeah. show, kid. Yeah, it was like five days, and I was like mid-season form because I played <laughs> 30 games. I played World Juniors already, so I came in. I, I was really prepared to, you know, crack the lineup. So it was like four or five days injury squad, but I was so nervous. I remember those uh, four or five days because I didn't want to go back to junior. And uh, you know, when you get when you get a taste of it, you're like, oh, I can't go back. You want to stick here, <laughs> and then. So that's why I, I wasn't nervous at all my first game. Because, like I said, I was so nervous during the camp that I just came up and <laughs> told me I'm playing. I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, <laughs> um, finally can just, you know, showcase. And then I remember the first time I touched the puck, I had a turnover. And, <laughs> and it was going the other way, and the guy almost hit the crossbar. I'm like, oh, my God. But uh, <laughs> but then, I don't know, it was just a dream come true. And then, you know, lucky enough, scored in the – uh, in the second game, which it got out of the way, always everybody talk about the first shift, the first shot, the first game, but then it was like, okay, the first goal, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get out of the way. And uh, I've been told, because of the lockout, it wasn't after nine games, it was after five, you've been told, and you're staying. And I've been told after four that I'm going to be, you know, full-time NHL. And that was That's great. when it, it's like you make it then not like oh I played first game you make it when you've been told to like right then you're gonna you're stay staking. yeah that that was for me it was huge yeah because we were able to like look for a house and, yeah. and go through that whole process instead of exactly. staying in a hotel and exactly. i don't think yeah. people understand that yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't know for a while and you're just living out of hotel and yeah you're just not settled at all but no, but i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah it's still great it's still great but uh it's definitely your you always, you know, coming up to the rink, you look at the lineup, okay, you're still in. Yeah. Yeah. You're counting days, counting games, <laughs> but then uh, you get that green light, it's, uh, it's special. So since you came in in that situation with having to deal with the shortened season, obviously it was pretty big news the last few days leading up to the season opener that the CBA is not going to be revisited for another three years. I mean, that had to be pretty uh, relieving for you, your teammates, everyone involved, that you guys know you're just going to play straight through and play some hockey and not have to deal with any of that on the side here for the next few seasons. Yeah, um, definitely nice to, you know, keep, uh, you know, keep focusing on playing. You, you're not going in summer and you don't know if <laughs> you're going to be, you know, reporting for camp or what's going on. So it's uh, you kind of keep your head clear and, you know, just keep focusing on the, on the seasons coming from you. Yeah, well, Alex, it's been seven years since, you know, the, the draft and on that first game and that first goal. I mean, this this might be a tough question, but how do you feel that you've changed since then? How do you feel that you've grown up and, and matured both, um, you know, on the ice and, and maybe off the ice in the in the years that have passed since? Um, definitely, as the years go by, you, you, you mature as a person, you, you make it. You know, mistakes and uh, a lot of mistakes and whatever you want to call it. But uh, I feel like it's you acknowledge them and learning from mistakes. Uh, that's huge. And I think same off ice rule kind of goes into you know on on ice. Obviously, completely different scenarios. But you you're trying to um, mature your game. You're trying to know what what's right, what's wrong. Uh, create good habits, but also keep keep involving your game, keep working on it, and that's obviously um, 
being being here in Pitt is uh, such a great opportunity for me. You know, you get a chance to compete, uh, get a chance to win, and then also learn from the best players, from the best players in the world. So it's uh, you know it's special. That's such a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're stunned. You, you don't even have a follow up. Yeah. Well, I think that we did want to ask you some getting to know you type of questions too for fans. A little fun rapid fire. Okay. Yeah. And we can rap. Don't yeah. think, just answer. <laughs> yeah. First thing that pops in your head. Right. Well, so I know a lot of people like to know about players' game day routines. What's what's your typical um, game day routine look like? Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you would you would think it's such an easy question, but yeah. it's like you have to think about it. Uh, yeah. You know that's what something one thing I've learned throughout the years is I was really way way more superstitious than I am now. Now I'm trying to be with each year I'm trying to be less and less and less, and it's now it's like here and there it's like habits or something you're you used to kind of doing. But uh, I try to keep it easy on the mind and not get. <laughs> Too caught up in it, but uh, I love that you at least admitted it. So many guys will say I'm not superstitious, no, and you're no, like, yes, you are. <laughs> no, I still am, I think, but just not yeah. as not as bad as I or superstitious as I, as I was. You know, whatever right. works for everybody. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I you wake up, you you have breakfast, um, you know, go to the ring, have a morning skate, kind of get loose a little bit, and then uh, it's literally just <laughs> eating practicing watching video <laughs> and then uh, eating again and then resting and then, <laughs> and then going again. to eating again and then <laughs> going to game, uh, game competing and then uh, you know, hopefully win or you know lose you still go back eat and then rest <laughs> there's a lot of eating it's a lot of a lot of eating and then preparation and then uh, you know doing your thing on the uh, game, doing game time you mentioned the the uh, superstitions and that you're trying to get away from. I don't know if you've heard. This team has a few of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the ones that I, I just thought of off the top of my head with you saying that is the, the lineup as you guys come out onto the ice. Yeah. Have you figured out where you are there yet? I don't want to jump the gun on anything no, here. No, but, but uh, definitely I don't think I'm, I'm not, not last because I think Gino goes last. <laughs> yeah, I think you'd have a problem there. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, I don't want to be too early, so I remember it actually. <laughs> yesterday, I was, you know, walking by. I timed myself, I thought, pretty well, and I was walking by, and one of the later guys, and everybody starts screaming, so you think you'd keep going, but then I stopped. So I'm like, okay, no, no I'm not I'm not going. So I'm just – that's something new when you get in and yeah. you, you, you learn, okay, who sits where, who sits in the video room, who sits on the you know, bus planes, and who goes out and uh, – you know, I'm sitting next to Gino in the locker room, and I'm sure he's a pretty superstitious guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely would, not as bad as the other one. No, yeah, but I was just <laughs> – you know, ask him. I'm like, so just tell me straight up. I wish there was like a list of every guy. <laughs> they should actually make. Yeah, that. You know, make it easier. It'd be so helpful. Yeah, yeah, for on sure. On the bus. But, uh, you know, when the season gets going, you kind of realize it on the go. Do you nap on a game day? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I mean, rest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends how you, how good your night sleep before was. Sometimes you're a little bit more tired or less tired, and uh, yeah. more excited or less. So. No, I just go with the full. So what do you do on a practice day when you're done? What do you do away from the Aside rink? from record podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, just hang out, simple stuff, you know, chill out. Um, nothing. Uh, I used to play uh, video games quite a bit, but I uh, slowed down on that. 
Uh, I think that out of my system. Yeah, it's part <laughs> of growing yeah, up. It's part of maturing, right? For sure. Yeah, it I absolutely mean, is. I mean, some people, like, you know, that are older than me, a couple of years even older, like it. It's, uh, I think it's more of a preference. I don't think there's a lot of maturity goes into that. But uh, yeah. if if you are just doing that and missing the most important things in yeah. the day, then it's, uh, it's a problem. <laughs> but uh, if you can, it's all about balance, right? But, uh, For sure. Uh, I don't know, just hanging out with my girlfriend, doing, you know, normal simple things, going to movies, dinner, uh, getting, uh, getting my body rested for uh, whatever comes ahead in games or practice. You said dinner. Uh, I know you're a big Italian food fan. What's your favorite Italian dish? Favorite Italian dish? That's the toughest or, question or of the podcast. Wow. Maybe get two or three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or eight. I mean, you know, there's no, there's no ram parameters here. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. A lot of people would say, okay, chicken parm. But, like, chicken parm is not really Italian, though, if you think oh, about uh, it. Uh, no, up. You had gets up going. I love chicken parm. <laughs> I, love, I, love, yeah. I was thinking, like, it was one of the first things that came up to me. I'm like, okay, chicken parm. But, like, go to Italy and find chicken parm. Yeah, you that's know, true. Like, yeah, right. so I've never been to Italy. What would I Also, pizza's not really a thing. Find exactly. there. Yeah. yeah. Like, what, um, do you, what do you eat when you're in Italy? Oh, <laughs> so many pasta dishes. That's I was going to say was, the ragu over there was crazy that's what good. I'm, yeah, like right? the bolognese, but it's like oh, ragu. Yeah. And, uh, God, it's making me so hungry. Spinocchi, gnocchi, <laughs> there so many different ones. And shaved with truffle, not shaved with truffle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's like a chef. But yeah. Yeah. Um, what about sports? Are there any other sports that you have played growing up or that you like watching when you're not um, playing hockey? Or is it all about hockey for you? Uh you know, Sports Center is big at home, so whatever is on, just a <laughs> yeah. big, big highlight guy. Any sport, so uh, love it. You actually, just sit there and watch a full game. Uh, I think football and you know Super Bowl is as close as that ever came. But uh, more of a highlight, highlight guy for any sport, whatever is soccer, tennis, you know, even baseballs, football. So, um, but to actually, fan of basketball playoffs. Yeah, NBA playoff. For sure, LeBron guy, uh, Kyrie, but uh, okay. you know Kyrie. the old Love trading, drill, the old trading places. Yeah. So <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who, which team to you know, choose now. <laughs> when have you been in a lot of places? What's your favorite place to visit, or favorite place that you've lived in or been to? I mean, you're very well traveled, so yeah. I think. Uh, or again, it doesn't have to be favorite. Just something. Yeah, come for to mind. I, I think the best vacation spot was Turks and Caicos. Oh, nice. That was so. Yeah, I was just mind blown. I was <laughs> wow, that was really nice. And you know, a couple of places in Italy, but uh, to think of the bat, you know, Turks and Caicos definitely amazing. It? Yeah, and one last one I'd like to ask all the guys is tattoos. There's any ones that you have that are s- specific meaning, or oh. you, I know you have got, you've clearly got a lot, but uh, <laughs> yeah. and I'm sure they all have a certain meaning. Is there anyone that really stands out? That's oh, uh, all of them are uh, pretty meaningful. I was. Uh, what was your first tattoo then? Oh, my first tattoo was, you know, right here. Um, and it's in Latin, and I uh, kept it that way. So, uh, you know, people, I like to keep my tattoos personal. Yeah. And um, so not everybody yeah. sees so Latin. Not gonna, yeah, Latin say, yeah. So it you're makes trying it, a hidden message. Makes it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hidden messages for yourself and uh, trying to be creative. And, uh, you know, I think slowly it's going. Left side is more like family side, but right side is more personal like private for myself yeah it seems like that way but yeah awesome cool awesome well alex thanks for taking the time with us really appreciate you doing this thank you and good luck this year and welcome to pittsburgh thank you all right great interview with alex galchenyuk it's kind of interesting guys because that interview 
pretty much a couple days before that was the first time I ever met him in training camp. But I know for you guys, Sam and Michelle, a guy who's a little bit further back, especially you, Michelle. Yeah, it's it's so surreal for me because, you know, in 2012, we hosted the draft in Pittsburgh. And when you do that, you're just so invested in it. I mean, just all of the events surrounding it. You're following these prospects everywhere. You know, he talked about, you know, playing Dak Hockey and the Rob, Roberto Clemente Bridge, um, going to a, he went to a skills clinic in, in Castle Shannon. I mean, we were there the whole step of the way. And I even remember doing a one-on-one interview with him back then. Um, and it's just interesting because, yeah, you're, you're so invested in these prospects and you learn so much about them. And I remember he was always someone that intrigued me just with his background and, you know, being American, but having the Russian accent. And um, so it was just so cool to get a chance to talk to him just now on this podcast about his background and have him go into detail about it. And it's just so cool to have him back here because, you know, he's someone that you almost follow their careers after they've had that that experience here in Pittsburgh. So it's just so cool to see him here. And, and Sam, I'm sure it came full circle for you as well. I'm um, getting the chance to, to tour the facility with him and walk around Pittsburgh with him again seven years later. Yeah, so after the draft, uh, or after, excuse me, after the trade, he came back to Pittsburgh to just do a quick run around to find a place to live and, you know, find his bearings and just kind of see the facility. And luckily I was able to hang out with him for the day and just be around him. And the, the one thing everyone keeps talking about is the excitement level, and you could just see it when he was walking around the facility and, and all those things, and even the memories. You know, I know he touched on it in the in the podcast, but went back to the same bridge where he played the ball hockey, went to the same restaurant for dinner. I mean, it was coming full circle for him. I think it was coming full circle for all of us. And, and it really is crazy how things just – came all the way back around to the beginning, you know, and that this is, you know, you know, talking to him, this is where he started his NHL career in Pittsburgh at the draft, and now he comes back to, to finish it, maybe, hopefully. Can't wait to see him in action. We're in number 18 for the Penguins in his first year in Pittsburgh, and we're looking forward to seeing him and the Pens begin their season against the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday night. We do want to thank our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson. Also want to thank Sam Kassan and Michelle Crecciolo and our friends at PPG our new sponsors of the Scoop Podcast. Until next time, I'm Josh Getzoff saying we will catch you next time on the Scoop Podcast presented by PPG.